Hello, travelers of the Rockney cast. We have made it to episode seven of our continuing series on the work of Jay Shetty's Think Like a Monk, one of the best books I've read in a long time. There's so much to unpack in this book. Buy it, read it, absorb it, write in it, make it your friend. For this episode, we are going to discuss the concept of stoic joy and a related concept of stoic mindfulness. Now, this particular label is not actually used in David Shetty, I'm sorry, Jay Shetty's book. This is my overlay on the work of Jay Shetty on his chapter on attachment and detachment as it relates to human emotion. He has a fabulous chapter on fear. You know, when we talk about what makes us happy and conversely, what makes us sad, I think fear is probably one of the worst things. It's the thing that's the most unsettling. It's the most scary thing. I think it's the thing that leads us. Think about anxiety. What is anxiety? Anxiety is unresolved fear that you can't get away of fear that something's about ready to happen. Now, fear is a very complicated topic. People study it. People address it. Some people embrace it. Um, some people take medication for it. And that's not the purpose of this particular episode to discuss that aspect of it. But to look at Shetty's take on it in terms of what some of the time-tested approaches that the monks have used to address their underlying fear. And on this journey, you will ask yourself the following question. Is this something that could help me? as I navigate the life in terms of my own human emotions. So in this attachment, on, in this episode and in, in this chapter on fear, um, he asks you to reframe your fears or to sort of think about them in a different way. And to do so, he looks at this concept of distinguishing between being the emotion and feeling the emotion. So he said, normally when we talk about emotions, Shetty says, we say, I am angry, I am sad, I am afraid. And he suggests we should, instead of saying what you are, you should shift it a little bit and say, I feel afraid, I feel sad, I feel angry. Why is that so important? Well, according to Shetty, he says, this simple change it's just simple, but it's a profound one because it puts our emotions in their rightful place. And then what he says is, he said, when we track our fears to their source, most of us find that they're closely related to the concept of attachment, our need to own and control things. We hold on to ideas that we have about ourselves, to the material possessions and the standard of living that we think define us, to the relationships we want to be even if they are clearly another, this is monkey mind thinking, according to Shetty, a monk mind practices detachment. We realize everything from our houses to our families is borrowed. And then he says, why is that so important to get this concept of attachment? He says, well, clinging to temporary things gives them power over us and they become sources of pain and fear. But when we accept the temporary nature of everything in our lives, we can feel gratitude for the good fortune of getting to borrow them for a time. 
Even the most permanent of possessions belonging to the most wealthy and powerful don't actually belong to them. This is just as true for the rest of us. And for many, indeed most, that impermanence causes great fear. But as I learned in the ashram, we can shift our fear to a soaring sense of freedom. And here's where I get into the concept of stoic joy, or, or what I've called in another chapter, stoic exuberance. Now, Shetty is primarily de dealing in the Eastern tradition of both the Hindu and Buddhist traditions. Um, and the Stoics, obviously, for the most part, arose in ancient world, ancient Rome, um, ancient Greece, and that's sort of where that tradition arose. But there's clearly some similarities between the two. And I think the reason why I'm thinking of the Stoics is that it so clearly relates to Shetty's point on attachment. So, because I think it helps us unlock how we practice attachment in practice to actually improve the day-to-day -day quality of our lives. Because it's one thing to say something, it's another thing to say, well, like, well, how the heck do I actually improve that or apply that in my own day-to-day -day existence? Because I think that is key. And I think that sometimes leads to cynicism in terms of when people get these sort of ideas, well, they can't use them because they don't know how. Well, I'm going to show you how, or at least offer some suggestions that I've used that have helped me practice this, this, this concept of det detachment. So how do we detach our emotions from us? I think it's more than this little trick that he says from I am angry or I am anxious to I feel anxious. Well, it's not quite that simple, but it is the starting point. But here we work on the concept of, uh, from Marcus Aurelius and he, his concept of joy. And he was a, one of the great Stoics emperor of Rome. He said, joy lies in human actions. That is key. And then we also borrow from our friend Epictetus, his first sentence, in the Enchiridion, is this concept of we focus on those things that we can control and we let go of that which we cannot control. If you can remember those two things, that is the starting point because that is the key to detachment. Now, why is this so important? Well, I think a lot of times emotions are what clouds so many things that happen in our lives, especially negative ones. Think about anxiety. It's in your brain. How do you, how do you attach something's in your brain unless you get a brain, brain transplant? Well, you can medicate yourself. You can drink. You can run from it. You can uh, do a lot of different things. But so many of those things lead to destructive behavior. You know, in my day job, I... I work with a lot of people that are accused of various crimes and often think, especially when you've experienced time in prison or anything else, why would you ever go back to that? Well, what is it? It's underlying fear and stress and the inability to untangle those. And if you have those emotions, you cannot get away from them. They're always present and you're constantly seeking and searching anything to give you relief. And of course, a lot of times for people, that's drugs which does give you relief in the moment, but the price that you get for that relief is so high as to pave not only the destruction for you, but for those around you. And so that's why. So this is actually an existentially important question. And 
here we, we, we look at, and I'm going to offer some things that I do that are actions that sometimes allow me, sometimes no, not always, but sometimes allow me to separate these emotions from us, which is especially the negative ones. You know, a lot of times, you know, and I'm going to do more and more um, episodes on the Stoics. Um, we're going to continue to do a number of episodes on writers and thinkers, many related to my experience at Luther College. Um, but the Stoics, I think it's such a powerful tradition. And one of the reasons why it's been lost is the way that it's taught by your high school people, that it's all about people that don't feel emotion and that these just kill joys that just, just are just quiet and quiet. No, that's not it at all. It's the management of negative emotion because that negative emotion drives to so much destructive behavior and you cannot achieve very much if you're constantly feeling anxious or you're constantly feeling afraid or you're constantly feeling fear. That causes so much destruction as to not allow you to experience the joy and the exuberance that you could. So starting with our friends, Marcus Aurelius and Epictetus, we ask ourselves the following question. Well, what can we control? Our human action. What are some of the things when I feel anxious that I do? Well, there's a lot of different things that you can do, but I'm only gonna, I'm gonna list several, then I'm only gonna focus on one because I promise that most of these podcasts are only gonna be 15 minutes. Yesterday's went a little bit longer. Um, so let's, let's have some focus here and focus on one of those actions. Uh, you can journal. You can walk in nature. You can do seven-minute Tabata. You can call a friend and share. Um, if you have insurance or the ability to pay for it, you can get a counselor to occasionally check in. But I think of all of it, you can Wim Hof breathe. I think that's certainly something. All of these things are going to help give you some natural relief. But I think one of the most important things is, is journaling in terms of your practice of detaching yourself from your emotions. Well, why is journaling so important? Because so much of Stoic mindfulness, as well as mindfulness in the Buddhist tradition, is this issue of getting to the root cause of why you're feeling what you are feeling. Why? If you're stressed, why are you feeling stressed? Because when you actually start to write things down, you actually discover you have a lot more control over that than you think you do. So for example, let's look at stress or fear or anxiety, a lot of times those things all happen at the same time. What do those arise from? Those arise from not having enough time. Remember in the Stoic tradition, time is our most beautiful and wonderful asset. And so we look for various ways in which we can have the time to journal, which for a lot of us is gonna be in the very early morning hours. When you can start your day in a period of peace and think about what happened during the day. Sometimes I do wake up feeling a little bit anxious, but then I get into my journaling practice and you start writing down the feelings that you have. I feel a little bit anxious. Well, that act of writing it down helps you think about, well, why am I feeling anxious? Well, I'm feeling anxious because I have too much to do. Well, why do you have too much to do? because I don't have enough time. Well, why don't you have enough time? Well, I don't have enough time because I take too many cases or I volunteered for too many activities. Well, why are you volunteering for too many activities? So this series of, of questions helps bring a set of decision-making principles to allow you to 
exercise and practice, my favorite Let Me Reader article, which is called The Power of No. It's okay to decline dinner invitations. It's okay to decline service on a board. It's okay to say no to various invitations that you have to serve. Because if you're in a situation where you have too much to do and you are running from place to place and you're just hysterical, you are not serving the organizations that you're volunteering for. You're too busy, you're too stressed. And not only that, you're causing a lot of destruction to your own life. Now, I've seen a lot of people um, in, in my own circle of friends, and I think certainly I was guilty of this at some point where I volunteered for so many things, I didn't have any time. And I didn't really have a framework though for why. When you think about it, the why question is the most important thing when we're thinking about our, our mental health and what we're doing. Why are we feeling this way? And the act of writing it down, trust me, write down, and you don't have to do it in the morning. If you have the time on the weekend, you had a bad week. Well, why did you have a bad week, right? And a lot of times it, it could be if you're, if you're drinking every day, I, I guarantee you, you're going to have a lot of bad weeks. And if you get back and look at the root cause of that in terms of your self-esteem, in terms of your weight, in terms of your time, in terms of your stress, that is one thing. That is one thing you can look at. Your sleep. You know, I don't have control over my sleep. Well, you know, if you have young kids, I mean, there are certain people that just, you've got a two-year-old, you don't got a lot of control over your sleep. But do you have to watch Netflix all the time? Do you have to check your phone? Is that actual essential? You know, Marcus Aurelius, I think, was the um, first Marie Kondo of his day, which was do only what is essential. So I'm not saying, you know, we got to work, we got to, um, we got to serve our, our families, we got to serve our friends, we got to have self-care. So I'm not saying get rid of all those things, but ask yourself as you filter, what is your daily purpose? And don't waste your time on things that don't advance that purpose. So whether it's checking your cell phone constantly, um, watching the 10th episode of Netflix, get to, get to bed an hour earlier. Are you saying that you can't get to bed an hour earlier? That eight hours of sleep is going to be some of the best investments you've ever spent in terms of human actions. That's the key, is that actions are the key to detaching your emotion from how, in your, how you're feeling. So that's pretty much the focus of today's podcast. Uh, this is going to be very powerful. Get a journal. I like the moleskin journals. They I don't know, they're like 20 bucks at Staples. You can get them. Um, get a nice lined journal and just start writing. You know, a lot of people have, have, have observed some of the changes I've made in my own life um, in terms of the weight loss and all this sort of thing. A lot of it has to do with journaling um, in terms of being able to do this podcast, in terms of time with friends that where I've done beautiful weekends with friends. These are the fruits and the dividends of just a journaling practice because it's really helped give me focus in terms of what I want, what I don't want, um, what, what the underlying source of some of my unhappiness was and remains. You know, I still struggle on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm not, I'm not magical, but I tell you what, that act of allowing yourself to detach, it gives you total stoic joy because this allows you the ability to, to sit alongside the emotions and not have it be something all-encompassing and something that you can't control. But in addition to journaling, taking a walk around the block, doing a seven-minute Tabata, taking a warm shower. There's all these sorts of things, calling a friend that you can do 
And there's also things you can stop doing, like excessive alcohol intake, if you're doing any drugs, um, if, you're, if you're volunteering. So think about not only what you can add in terms of human actions, but what are some of the unproductive actions that you can Marie Kondo? If these actions don't give you joy, toss it. Stop being on that board to do the three-hour meeting. These will lead to total unhappiness for you. So, friends, this is my final episode on Jay Shetty. I think if I do another one, I'll be considered like the Jay Shetty podcast. Um, sign up for Jay Shetty of Jay Shetty stuff. He's really good. I'm not a paid endorser. No one endorses me on any of my stuff. So it's all just what I think. Buy his book. It's really good. Mark it up. Apply its principles. I think if you actually apply it, you're going to really see some transformation of your life. And I think that's why it's really key to get a journal so you can not only mark up what you learned in Shetty's book, but you can improve your life through the act of day-to-day -day practice. You know, James Clear, this whole concept of every action you take is a vote for the person you're going to come. It's good news. We have this gift of each day uh, that we can share our passion project with you. If you've made it this far, infinite gratitude to you. What's next on the Rocky Cast? Well, we're still going to be doing a series of um, little series here and there on various books that I'm reading. We are going to be interviewing some authors. Um, I'm hoping to get Joe Blair on the podcast. Um, Robert Schultz is another uh, former, former professor at Luther College. Um, he was now at Roanoke. I think we're going to do some a book uh, that he had done on the submariner, um, Bob Hunt, uh, who I actually happened to know out of Decorah. Uh, we're going to do more episodes on West Noble, uh, on various concepts of stoicism. From time to time, we're going to cover fasting. So it's going to be sort of some of the central things that interest me, and I hope that you find them as interesting as I have in absorbing them and applying the lessons that I've learned on each episode of the Rocky Cast. Um, for all the small little hearty group of listeners that continue to tune in, infinite gratitude to each one of you. I do hope you can give me a positive review on Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, anywhere where podcasts are given, and that you can continue to share what we're doing here so we can grow our audience. Um, I love my hearty little group of travelers that are continuing to tune in but I do want to expand the audience so that we can do more and more of these podcasts for you. I hope you seize the day, that you enjoy and utilize the gifts that you've been given, and more importantly, that you share those gifts with others, because as Marcus Aurelius teaches, joy does truly lie in our ability to serve others. Thank you so much. Until next time on The Rocket Cast. <laughs>